0: know better you do better right and I think sometimes especially for us when we come here no one educates us as how you can do your banking no one educates us about credit no one educates us about investment or savings or none of that and so sometimes for some people they learn the hard way others they just decide to give up and bury their head in the in the hole and just um, wing it if that's the word
1: Do you have a sister friend who you can talk to about your imperfections, vulnerabilities, uncensored truths, journeys, and victories? Welcome to the lounge.
2: Our experiences coupled with scriptural truths continues to mold us and shift our paradigms. The vision is to help us all lead the best lives God proposed for each individual.
1: We hope our stories, our conversations, and that of others allows you to view life from another lens, regardless of your season.
2: Come Come on on in, in, sisters. Let's Let's talk. talk.
0: What a budget is, is really to help you manage or keep track of the money that's coming in and Ooh. the one that's going out. So okay. you really look kind of a reflection of how you play with money. Yeah. If you're giving yourself to somebody 40 hours a week to get X amount of dollars, wouldn't you want to know? What you're doing with that money when it comes in your hands that's right. so that's the way i look at budgets to help me see what is it that i'm spending my money on that i can tweak
1: we've had a couple friends i think that we've made in on this podcast so oh, oh, yeah. um <laughs> So welcome, welcome to Sisters Let's Talk podcast. Um we're your hosts, Lucia and Fumi. And I'm I'm Lucia, I'm not Fumi. I don't know why I called Sedio. <laughs> yeah. Expecting you to say mine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I almost did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um These are your hosts and we are here today with I think we should even give her like a co-host. She bailed out of the last time, but we should. She's a friend, a special, <laughs> special friend to this podcast. Um, one of Every our biggest, co-hosts. biggest. I know, like we could give her a co-host badge. Um, biggest yes. supporters of the podcast, and we are so grateful to have her, um, on the podcast. That this, ah, this big topic that's imagine it or not she's gonna start off this this big topic we're about to end back on for this year um so welcome Amelia to the podcast
0: thank you thank you very much thank you for having me um I have enjoyed listening and contributing and referring people, women, to mm. participate in this podcast because I believe that God works through us, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. God works through you, Fumi, and you, Lucia, by engaging people in having conversations that matter. Yes. So um, that's why I am one of your biggest cheerleaders I also want to see you succeed and in order for you to succeed I have a responsibility to do my part
1: well um listeners you this is the first time you're hearing um Amelia on the podcast but today she is stepping into a different shoe um so we wanna wanna give you a little uh, background on what we're doing so this year, um, Lucy and I, um, the Sisters stock podcast, believe that the aplomb woman has grown. She has grown in um, dealing with herself, her mental health, her responsibility as a wife, a responsibility as a as a woman in the family, and as a mother, um, as a co-partner with other people. And... But there are steps that she needs to take in making that sustainable. And one thing, you maybe you've heard it in passing or anything or something, you've read about it, or maybe you've never heard it, and that's why we're here. We're talking about generational wealth this year. And our word for this year is commitment. So how are we going to mash all that together in making this daring and confident woman Build generational wealth this year is in so many areas of her life but as 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 much as the bible says money is not everything it's the love of money that is a problem but in this physical world money speaks money talks money goes places that's what keeps us moving that would sometimes wake up us get us out of that bed in the morning <laughs> right so Amelia is is here to target, to talk about this topic and start this conversation. But we'd we'll like you to hear from Amelia herself, what makes her qualified to talk to us about Banking 101 today?
0: All right. So I don't know if I'm necessarily an expert um, because I wear many hats. But the hat that I'm wearing today is my experience or my knowledge in the financial industry, banking, and overall. So I'll give you a little bit of a background of my experience to at least add to the credential or for me to or that qualifies me to talk about Banking 101. Mm -hmm. So I would say I started my financial industry experience doing collections, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And collections is calling people who have not paid their credit card debt or car loan payments and trying to get them to, make payment arrangements and getting them back on back on track um that also involved um mortgage collections as well so I got experience in what we call unsecured loan secured loan and then mortgage loans with collection mm-hmm. then I went over to a credit union affinity plus federal credit union I say that um because that's an institution that I think um um, uh, catapult skipped, got me Mm -hmm. into money management or understanding how money works. Mm -hmm. And I loved every bit of it because, um, credit unions help you bank differently, Mm -hmm. even though I work for a big financial industry now, Mm -hmm. but I think for us that are new in the American or traditional Western banking, Mm -hmm. I think credit unions is a good place to start when you want to learn how to bank Uh, how to lend and how to maintain that relationship so i did about five years at affinity plus then i transferred over to the big bank mortgage industry um doing underwriting which i loved because Mm. then i focused on approving people who want to buy their first home, their second homes, refinancing their homes, all that fun stuff. So it is fun. Um, believe it or not, you <laughs> get to learn about people's finance because you see everything about them when they mm-hmm. want to buy a house. I and know. you also look for opportunities on how to um, enhance that relationship with the bank, um, their own personal financing and things like that. Um, but I do want to go back to Affinity while I was there that's where we did everything from your day-to-day banking all the way to um, um, investments, but not the stock market investments, but your certificate of deposits that you hear called CDs or money market accounts, those types of things, and a little bit of retirement as well. So again, if you're looking for banking experience, working in finance, I would say start at a credit union because you get exposure to a lot of things. Um, And then um, with that mortgage underwriting, I did a little bit of internal audits, That's kind of really high-end corporate level, making sure that we don't get in trouble when external auditors come and check what we're doing. Um, We check first. We call them the lines of defense, second line, third line, first line all that big talk, but with audits is just um, before the external people come and check what the bank is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And now I'm in what's called risk management. So I deal primarily in credit risk, kind of ambiguous. So I'll just leave it at that. You can say <laughs> I'm in risk management mm-hmm. and I help to make sure that the people that are making the decisions to say yes or no to loans mm-hmm. are doing the right thing. Thing. Okay. And if there are opportunities there, we go with that. So um, I enjoy what I do besides the financial benefits, i.e. the paycheck. But I enjoy what I do because it also gives me this additional knowledge to help our people and bring that information downwards. And that's why opportunities like this with a podcast mm-hmm. um, gets me excited to talk about it. And hopefully talk it in a way where it's as simple and easy to digest as possible for immigrant population. So I am excited. I'm open to questions. I've got some notes, but we'll just see how this goes to just talk about Banking 101 and how all of that rolls up to the big topic of generational wealth. Yeah. And I think if you're not able to manage the two dollars that you make now, there's no way you're going to have enough to leave for your your kids or your children's children. So that's how I hope um, the conversation
2: goes. Okay,
0: Definitely. Actually,
2: um, uh, in, in Nuke 16, it basically says that if you're untrustworthy um, about worldly wealth, then who will trust you with the true riches of heaven?
1: That's right so money is the list of things that we have to manage and some of us haven't managed it well from the beginning because again when you're ignorant about something it is so easy to make a mistake and go and start off wrong and then try to fix it sometimes it's just like pulling teeth especially when you don't you're not literate you don't understand what it is
0: right Um, and when you know better you do better right and I think sometimes especially for us when we come here no one educates us as how you can do your banking no one educates us about credit no one educates us about investment or savings or none of that and so sometimes for some people they learn the hard way others they just decide to give up and bury their head in the in the hole and just um wing it if that's the word
2: yeah so, if I may start with a question, actually, this is one thing I only recently found out. Because when I, um, when I moved, my my number was a nine 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 nine, so I could not open. Well, I mean, you could open a bank account, but there are things that were limited when Correct. you start as an international student. Mm-hmm. But um, I think even as we continue conversation, just being cognizant that every country, uh does their own banking slightly different mm-hmm. so yes. what is the difference between, um, a credit
0: union and a bank. Well, the big difference is credit unions are nonprofits. So I'm not saying they don't make profit. They do have to make profit to continue doing business, but they're not as driven to make so much profit on you that they forget the customer centric piece of it. Mm. And so With banks, they are for-profits and they're shareholders. Credit unions' shareholders are their members. So they work for their members. And so if you're working for your members, your service, your product has to be aligned with what your customers' members are
2: asking for. So that's the big difference. So can you give uh, uh, an example yeah, sure. So
0: I always give the example of um, when we did our mortgage loan, right? I, we purchased our home when I worked at the credit union. And um, when we were doing that, the only fee that my credit union charged as an employee was the third party fees. Because you already work for them. You already are giving your talents to them. So there's no need to charge you for these extra fees. The third party that they don't have control over is what they'll charge you for. Um, I'll give um, one for day-to-day banking. So if you're a customer and you do your direct deposit, Mm -hmm. for example, you are able, within the credit union, you are able to divert your money to the loans that you already have, even before it lands into your checking account. Mm -hmm. That helps you to stay current, to manage your money well, and you don't have to even worry about it because majority of those bills, those obligations are already taken care of. And we can do it in a way that um, you can divvy it up by how your paycheck comes instead of paying once a month. Maybe we can separate it by your biweekly or semi-monthly payments. Mm -hmm. So those little um, benefits of credit unions and the interest rates are a lot less as well um where in the open market you may get a car loan for 7 8% credit unions again because they're member owned would probably give you a 5 or 4% so, so there's a benefit of some so, of them.
2: so would you so would you say um maybe I've fast forward the conversation a bit um just what's what then would be uh the advantage of someone who they've already started banking they have a bank account and so on and so forth they're not starting from ground zero um and they've run into you know issues they have certain debts and now they have they're trying to figure out debt consolidation and so on and so forth um would they be then going out to a and a company that does debt consolidation versus the credit union. Right. So in those situations, depending on your need
0: and where you are in your financial journey, I would say, compare all of them. I've been here forever in America and I have both types of Um, relationships. And I also do business with the fintechs, which are those financial institutions that are online, completely virtual. So you have, when you understand the benefits, the pros and cons of one or the other, you would still do business with all or some or wherever you are. So with um, credit unions, they have their limitations because they're not around um, everywhere. You may not have as much access to ATMs. Um, You may not, the um, hours may not be as convenient. Wherein with banks, you have more ATM access. They have more employees around. Um, And if you're someone that tech savvy, you can go online and make all those banking relationships without even having to speak to anybody. So there are all those options. It just depends on what you're looking for and how that meets your need where you are maybe i should
1: back handle mm-hmm. a little bit in going way in the beginning of what i would think um when i came into the us i had like you to tell me that this is where you swipe this is what you do you don't look at that load i was grateful for that um I had you to guide me through those little steps. So, get a job first before you start thinking about where to get this money. Or, right. don't go cash your check here. Let me show you where to cash your check when you right. do have a check. For somebody that is brand new, coming in, a lot of us come from cash driven, like everything has to do with cash. We don't do right. cards, we don't do ATMs, we don't do stuff like that.
0: Right.
1: What would you then- say? then but even now, even there, are now banks, there are people but you don't go swiping your card when you go to the market you don't go swiping right, right. it's it's you still it's have still to cash hold cash
0: like yeah, we call those you... the unbank people there is a demographic of people who still do not use With... what we consider traditional banks mm-hmm. for whatever reason right mm-hmm. um i think um everyone has their bias everyone has their um, stories as to why they don't do banks but to answer your question for me, with someone that comes from a more cash-driven society to where we encourage you to use a financial institution, mm-hmm. I think the first thing is once you have your papers, once you have a job, mm-hmm. is to work, walk into one of those financial institutions and open a basic check-in and a basic savings. Make sure you, and I call it basic because now some of them do charge if you don't meet the minimum requirements. Mm-hmm. So make sure it is the free one that you can start with mm-hmm. and that you are able to manage. If you know you're still on the cash like activity, mm-hmm. that is okay. But within your checking accounts, make sure you pay those bills that are due. Yeah. All bills, bill pays are now. Free for almost all financial institutions. I say set it up where they pay the bill um, for you. It's sent. You don't have to worry about stamps, none of that. And that also helps maintain your credit. Um, You also have the option of um, then using a debit card. But if you're not familiar with it, make sure you've taken care of your obligations and you can continue with your cash lifestyle. But it helps the banks when you swipe a debit card, when mm. you use a bill pay, because they get revenue from that. So okay. think about that. And with savings accounts, I always say you have to try at a minimum to get like $1,000 in a savings account. And I'm not saying get a 1000 right away. You okay. can do it gradually. The reason why is if an emergency situation comes up, you have somewhere to start, right? Um, Not everyone has access to a credit card or a line of credit. So have at a minimum, gradually, because of how you start, to get that emergency fund started, then you can build on that. And then if anything comes up, you can pull from that savings to cover you or to help you out. But all of those, also comes with some additional steps, your budget, right? You got to yeah. know what's going in and what's coming in and what's going out. Mm-hmm. So you kind of keep track of where the money is going, which helps with using one of those bill payments or swiping your card because you're able to look at your month tr- statement mm-hmm. and see truly where your money is going. Because if you use cash, you're not able to track that because not everywhere yeah. is your receipt. Yeah. So just um kind of a an intro. When you come in, you get the job, get a check-in, get a savings, use bill pay, and try to swipe, then build a budget to help track where your money is going. So for somebody
1: that some of us, the word budget scares us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels it's it's restriction, it's like this. This the other thing I have to do with my right. money. Is, like it's 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 not something that that's a lot of people are good at. Yeah. So if you want to give us like just the big overview or a push to what is budgeting, in as little as you can tell us with it, what is budgeting, what should it include, and how does yeah. that help us manage our money well?
0: Well, I always so i'm even though i mentioned the word budget i'm not so restrictive on my personal budget mm-hmm. right because things happen yeah what a budget is is really to help you manage or keep track of the money that's coming in and mm-hmm. the one that's going out so okay. you really look kind of a reflection of how you play with money
2: yeah
0: if you're giving yourself to somebody 40 hours a week To Mm -hmm. get X amount of dollars. Wouldn't you want to know. What you're doing with that money. When it comes in your hands. So that's the way I look at budgets. To help me see. What is it that I'm spending my money on. That I can tweak. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm not willing to tweak. And be okay. And say okay. This is an absolute. I need to get my nails done. Because for me. I bite my nails. So doing my nails is a necessity so then i would cut for example eating out or giving donations to things that may not necessarily serve my personal purpose in life, Mm -hmm. right? For example. So then you, or you reduce how much you spend in certain things. Mm -hmm. So that's what I look at for a budget. It's really what comes in and what goes out. Mm -hmm. And if you're working towards the generational wealth, eventually is to really make sure you keep track of that. So then you either find a way to add more income to get that goal Mm -hmm. or reduce your expenses to get that goal. That's what budget does for me.
1: And I know a lot of us are tech savvy, but paper still works for budgeting.
0: It sure does. (laughs) All you have to do is start with, I pay X amount for rent. I pay X amount for car notes. I pay insurance. And how much I buy, I pay for gas, Mm -hmm. my car insurance. Now, the good thing with the budget is, Then you can look at those expenses and see, is it really too much? Should I be able to shop for more? Because a lot of people don't know that you can refinance your car loan at any time. You can shop for a better car insurance at Mm -hmm. any time. You can find a better place to leave um, by the time your lease is about to expire Mm -hmm. or even refinance your home mortgage to a better payment plan mm. so all of these things with the budget it helps gives you kind of a a visual of what's happening with the finances talk about Banking 101 and how all of that rolls up to the big topic of generational wealth. And I think if you're not able to manage the two dollars that you make now, there's no way you're going to have enough to leave for your, your kids or your children's children. Somebody click share
1: on a podcast or on Instagram or on Facebook and just share your stuff. You know what it tells Instagram, like, Hmm, whatever these people are saying, it's good stuff. Other people are listening to it. So let us show it to more people that normally will not click on this. Mm -hmm. And you know what you're doing. You're helping people send out those good messages. You're helping us too, because more people are listening. And three, you're helping our guests know that what is said is good stuff, so they are providing more resources to the people that listen to us. So we are winning in every area of our of this cycle. So click that share button, click that subscribe button, and click that listen button. <laughs> I like that sound effect. <laughs> And laugh with us. Reminder, you have what it takes. You just have to say it. Be a student. Only you can do what you're created to do. Visit our website www.sistersletstalk.com. That is www.sistasletstalk.com. Ask a question, leave a comment, or let us know how you're holding up. Subscribe to Sisters Let's Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to be the first to know when another episode is ready. One tiny favor, sis. Let's invite all the
2: sisters to the lounge.